0: Good morning to the church. I hope that you are super well. What an honor and a blessing it is to be able to share with you this morning's devotional. And this is Psalm 33. Let me tell you, when John told me Psalm 33, I, I kind of had a smirk on my face because just the number 33 is very profound um, uh, to me. So um, and for me, um, when I was 33 years old, that's when I met the Lord. And um, it's the year that, that the Lord got crucified um, when he was 33 years old. And uh, I would like to share with you what, what actually happened. So I grew up in a, in a Christian home, uh, in, 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 a, in a very Afrikaans uh, a family, staunch in and, Gierkark and everything. And, and I never met the, um, God and, and Jesus and, and found the love of Jesus on those wooden benches ever. I found God when, or, or let me just rather say this to you. I think he actually found me, you know, um, because I was looking for him my entire life and I and in, in all the wrong places. But I was invited when I was 33 years old to um, to be on a game show called Survivor, and we shot it in in the Maldives. And I was on this island, and let me tell you, Survivor is really as hectic as it seems. You don't get food, you don't get place to sleep, you don't get toiletries. The only thing that you do get is is uh, is, uh, is fresh water, which is. Uh, readily available all the time so but anyway it was about the third week or so and I had a friend on survivor now for three weeks we haven't eaten it's like a massive fast and um, and I I had a friend there Bonnie which I trusted with my life and every morning we would sit on this big wooden um, log watching over the waters and um, and she loved god she she really really loved god and i sat there oh, it's a long story i had these scars on my hand because of a challenge that i did and they had to put mercuro cream in this in these blisters and i had these red marks on my hands and because the the paramedics actually come in at night and um they the cameras shut down and they give people medicine or whatever they, that they need just to make sure that they're not gonna die okay and, um, and I sat on this log and, and I asked Bonnie a question. I said, Bonnie, you know, just tell me something about <clears throat> about God or the enemy or about, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. And she told me something which was very profound. She said, Heike, you know what? The greatest trick that the devil has ever pulled was to make people believe that he doesn't exist. Because if he doesn't exist, then who needs a savior? And at, at that moment, I looked down at my hands and... And in a split second, I experienced a crucifixion. I was crucified with Christ. The old person died. The new person um, in spirit was raised from the dead. I was reborn. I looked at the skies and I heard this inaudible voice saying, Heike, I've never looked at you. I've always seen my son inside of you. And at that moment, I, I saw a glimpse of the father and his glory. And I was saved. And the shame and the guilt just fell off me. And I'm telling you, I jumped up and I was I was crying and I was laughing at, at exactly the same time. I was crying, I was laughing, I was hysterical. I just couldn't believe that finally kind of, he revealed the truth to me, these things fell off my eyes and I realized that heaven and hell is real, God the Father is real, the Son is real, he came to, to show us the character of the perfect Father and, and I was saved. And let me tell you, I jumped up and down and shouted and screamed and gave him glory like you won't believe. Um, and the win didn't matter to me anymore. I did win, by the way. And a million rand is great to come into your bank account. And it wasn't taxed. But, but it was just incredible. I met Jesus. And the first verse of the psalm says, sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with a harp. Make music to him on the 10 string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy now I want to ask you when was the last time you shouted for joy not singing looking not like really shouted for joy because God is our father he's Lord he's he's our savior I mean I grew up as I said in in those very very conservative churches and I mean when I was young and and and, uh, and and we would go to church. It was always these three grannies standing next to me, and they looked—they looked, they looked um, scary, you know. And and um, and I hate an organ. I'm sorry to say that. Please don't take any efforts. But I hate an organ. And I just—there was no joy in church. There was no shouting. There was no dancing. There was no. Everything was so stiff. And you know, if you had to start tapping your foot, your mother would go, you know, stuzzle. it was just. And all of a sudden, I experienced this massive joy, shouted, screaming at the Lord and um, which was incredible, um, and let me tell you, all the supernatural things that happened on that island, so there were a whole bunch of things, but how God started taking care of me at the one, uh, one time I was walking on, 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 on the beach, and I, I, said, to, I said to Jesus, because Jesus started walking with me, I said, Jesus, I'm now so less for a choc chip cookie, I can literally, in my pants, and and literally, as I was walking, the Lord, I had this inaudible, like almost a, um, a prompting that said, look down. I looked down at the waves in the middle of 1,400 islands. We were on an island about this peak in the Maldives. Right in the waves, there was a, a little packet doing this in the waves. I looked down, I picked it up, choc chip cookie. choc chip cookie in the middle of the ocean, in a wrapping paper, opened it up, choc chip cookie. I can't tell you how many of those things happened with me. It was really, really incredible. So anyway, so... I started my journey with Jesus. That's why I decided I'm going to write a book about my story and about everything. And my life kind of turned upside down. And um, uh, oh yeah, and I want to share this, this, this quickly with you. So, so the, the psalm carries on and talks about, you know, how, what God does to nations, you know, and he loves the, up, the, the upright and everything. And then he gets to a place where uh, in verse 16, where it says, no king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him. On those whose hope is in his unfailing love. To deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. Now let me tell you, just share one thing with you. So prior to Botswana, I went to, ugh, prior to Survivor, I went to live in Botswana for a year and I tried to make a living there. It was the greatest character building year of my life because nothing worked eventually after that year I couldn't get uh, I struggled from a whole bunch of mental illnesses and today I'm almost medication free so God has really walked the journey with me in that area of my life but I couldn't get hold of my medication I went on various other medications I got addicted to that medication I went into psychosis into an absolute psychotic frenzy long story short I ended up in Vescopis which is a mental institute I was there for three months but I was in 500,000 rand debt and I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. I had nothing left. Eventually, my mom came and took me from, from the mental institute. And she said, I can come stay with her. And I had to go and wait her. I had to start waitering again. And, and it was just this burden, this, this uh, you know, of, of, of all the debt and everything. And my father said to me, my father's an advocate. He said, I'm not going to give you one single cent, but I'll help you to kind of restore yourself. And, um, and long story short, it's a massive testimony. Three years later... I didn't receive one letter. Okay, so obviously when you, when, you, when you are in debt and nobody gets hold of you after three years, your, your debt kind of, I don't want to say expires, but you, know, you get then blacklisted, but then you don't owe the debt anymore. After three years, my father went and did some research for me and he phoned me the one day and he said, Hey Guy, your debt doesn't exist. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, your debt doesn't exist and you're not listed on ITC. No way. I couldn't believe it. My debt just, <laughs> it, just it just went, poof. So um, I didn't have short-term insurance on my car, right? Because I had many car accidents. And the lady that did my short-term insurance said, hey, you'll never get short-term insurance ever again. And so I phoned her up, her name is Trudy at Alexander Forbes. I said, Trudy, um, I would just like to get short-term insurance again on my car. I had an old E230, okay, which my father borrowed to me because I didn't have a car. I had nothing. And um, so she said to me, listen, Oki, you're not going to get insurance. I said, please just put in my ID number. So she typed in my ID number. Nowhere on, the, on, the, um, on the, in, in, the, the entire Alexander Forbes database does my name exist. And I was with them for about 10 years. Doesn't exist. And I got short-term insurance. My debt disappeared. It's, it's nowhere to be found. I wasn't listed on ITC. And... Um, and I got short-term insurance again, because they let me go many, many years ago. And, and I just stood in awe of God, of what he's done for me. And this is now 10 years later, and how he has restored me. And in my own strength, I would have never been able to clear that, ever. Um, and, and that's exactly what that piece says. There. You know, often when we go through trying times, we try and lean on our own understanding, and we try and make plans and stuff, but God is a father of love. He is a father. He wants to restore you. He wants to tell you that he loves you. He wants to do miracles in your life, supernatural miracles in your life. Um, and, um, And it took me quite a while. It took me about almost, sure, eight, nine years before I could start relating to God as a father, the perfect father that loves you, that encourages you. That believes in you, that accepts you the way that you are, and that wants good things for you. So I want to say to you just, just today, you know, I, I, I want to end off with this. Geraldine wrote me the most incredible thing, or she read me the most incredible thing about Charlie Chaplin. So Charlie Chaplin went onto stage, and he told um, he told a joke, and everybody laughed. Then he told the same joke over again, and only half of the people laughed. And then he told the same joke a third time, and nobody laughed. And he said after that joke, he said. Why is it that people only laugh at funny things or great things or beautiful things only once? But the terrible things in life, the tragedies, the the anxieties, the fears, all those things, we, we get anxious over those things over and over and over and over again. And that is such an incredible lesson, you know, that God, your father, and my father, wants to release you he wants to save you and he wants to do a supernatural thing in your life that doesn't mean you shouldn't take responsibility and do what you need to do so i tried everything in my power and god just came through in a miraculous way now i don't know what god has got in store for you but he's a loving father and he wants to save you so here's what i want to say to you shout with joy because he's glorious he's your dad okay? He's the ruler and the creator of the universe. Shout with joy and trust and have faith in him that not your strength or anything that you do will deliver you, but that God will deliver you. Have an incredible day. Love you all. Bye.